0: hey what's up y'all it's drew with moto adventure uh had a few emails back and forth and some conversations on facebook messenger instagram and all kinds of stuff and uh it's, it's had some stuff rattling around in my mind for a few weeks now and i finally got a chance to sit down and record my thoughts uh on the way to work and basically uh taste is a really big thing about what you like in a motorcycle what you like in riding um and there's no metric for that. We, we we get hung up on stat sheets and whatnot, um, but in the end, you know, taste is what makes you put your money down and take a motorcycle home. So I'd like to take a few minutes and explore the you know the philosophy behind, you know, taste in motorcycles and how all that stuff works out. So uh hope you enjoy the show. I headed to the office in the car this morning. And uh, kind of dawned on me the other day. uh, I had a friend send me a text and was asking me my opinion about a couple different bikes. Um, And I talk this stuff a lot. I don't know if it's people know that I like to be in philosophy. I don't know if it's, you know, reputation for, you know, I I get on as many motorcycles as I can or people know that I'm just pragmatic. Uh, A lot of this is definitely. You know, people know that I've been doing the adventure riding thing for a long time and there's more and more people that are getting into it so there's no question that I'm getting, you know, some of the text just because they know I'm exposed to it so they're curious, you know, what I think about stuff. Uh, At at any rate, uh, I I do like to think that I'm a, a practical, pragmatic person and so when somebody sends me a message, I'm usually like, well, what's wrong with the bike that you have now? Um, And it's not like I'm trying to talk people out of something, but I I try to ask questions so that people stop and think about some stuff. Because I I always fear that when it's the next new thing, that all of us get caught up in the lust of the wanting the new thing. I mean, I've been laying around for weeks now daydreaming about uh, the 450L, the T7, uh, to some degree the Pan America you know, like bikes that I'm like, man, I'd really, I'd really like to have that or I want to take that for a ride and I could see possibly wanting to have that bike for a while. Uh, but but unfortunately, you know, you can be in love with the idea of a bike, uh, but, you know, some people are going to find out shortly thereafter that they don't really like that thing. Um, and, you know, for some people, that's part of the experience. They like that. But for me, I get buyer's remorse really bad. So, I, like I said, I try to, you know, look at not only on paper budget wise you know what makes the most sense because there's so many there's so many different bikes to choose from uh, but also what is it about the machine that that does it for you? Uh, a lot of us sit back and and look at the stat sheet and you know and, and see the performance numbers and all that other stuff but in the end of the day I'm, I'm very firm on the fact that there's something about the machine that you love that really you know stirs your soul and that's what makes you take that thing home uh, and that's why i say there's <laughs> there's no metric for taste you know that it, it's it's just a, a thing that exists and and your taste is actually what what drives you to get into all that so uh we're going to be deep in the weeds today on you know philosophy and you know perspective and blah blah, blah. so hang with me for a minute and i'm gonna kind of monologue about me for a second and then get into what's next uh, as far as i'm concerned uh i've not owned a lot of motorcycles but i've ridden a lot of motorcycles and uh, it's funny because you know chris cope over at uh, the motorcycle obsession um and i've seen a few others that that they add this piece to the stuff that they write up like is this bike better than the one i have and i love the way that chris cope does it because it's you know is this, this bike fit where I need to park it you know does it does it do everything that I want to do and then more like is it you know remotely near my budget you know how much more does it cost or whatever to get to the point that I need it? and I I really I really like that Um, at any rate so I've you know I've applied some of that stuff to you know my own perspective where I go you know test ride whatever bike it is or a friend hands me the keys and I go blast around that for a little while and I go wow I'd I'd really like to have that um, But is it really better than whatever I always used to tease the wife because she knew I would go to test rides And she would tell me before and after we're not buying any motorcycle Uh, And so it was always funny to me to come home after riding the scrambler and go, you know That that Harley thus-and-such or whatever. It was a great bike, but I'm not selling my scrambler to buy it that kind of thing Uh, It's just funny Uh, But after you know riding this laundry list of motorcycles and, you know, and getting any opportunity, anybody throws keys at me, I'm going to ride it. Uh, I've realized that I'm a serious sucker for twins. Uh, I like, uh, you know, I love the parallel twin that's in my scrambler. Uh, I love, I love Harley engines. I mean, the V twin and the Harley, the new, the new Milwaukee eight. I mean, I've rode a handful of those and i've told most people if you've ridden a twin cam and then you get on a milwaukee eight and like it's it's night and day that that engine is fantastic um it it's just one of those things like i love the uh the tiger 800 the tiger 900 the tiger 1050 like i love all of those triples Um, I'm anxious to ride, you know, uh, well, I rode the FZ, sorry, XSR900, I love that triple as well. I could see, you know, at some point having some sport touring bike that might be uh, a triple or whatever. But if I can get the same package in a twin, I I assume that I'm going to lean that way. Uh, And and again, anecdotal story, I went to test ride the XSR700. I was so excited because I was like totally into this bike. And they weren't ready to let me test ride it yet. And they had an FZ07, so I rode the FZ07. So I rode that FZ, and then I rode the XSR900, and then I rode the, uh, at the time, it was, they called it the FZ09, the you know, sport touring version of the triple. Uh, and in the end of the day, it was the FZ07 that captured my heart, and it made no sense. And that's actually probably, I mean, it's relevant to the story, because it's kind of the turning point. Like, that was one of the first times that I had, like, been totally shocked by, you know, riding these bikes and finding out what I liked better. And the FZ07 was simpler. It didn't have a slipper clutch uh, something about the engine character. And to this day, that's one of the reasons why, you know, we are talking about KTM 790 versus Yamaha T7. Uh, and while I've not, I have yet to ride the T7 to me, uh, my heart tells me almost guaranteed, I'm going to like the T7 better. Because I've ridden the FZ07, and, and that is probably the second or third engine that I love as much as the scrambler. The, uh, for whatever matters, the Moto Guzzi V85 TT is probably the next one. I'll circle back to that in a sec. Um, it, to me, the the comparison between the T7 and the 790 is relevant in my own taste because on paper, I actually think that having a, uh, you know, KTM 790 Adventure makes the most sense for me to to do all of the kind of ridiculous iron butts you know Danny Boone backcountry byway crazy off-roading all that stuff that I love to do on the scrambler the 790 is going to do all of it better it's going to take me deeper in the woods than the scrambler ever would it's got cruise control it's got all these things that are going to do the stuff better but I don't like the character of KTM four strokes I I just don't It, it it's peppy and it's fun. The few that I've been on, the power's a little higher up in the rev range, and I find that annoying. I like low-end torque a lot more. Um, I don't think the 790 is like that. That one will, you know, do wheelies easily. Um, but it's it's the cam stuff, which is hilarious because you know a Triumph, an 865 Triumph Twin with no custom exhaust or anything, sounds like a Singer sewing machine. Like you can listen and hear all the valve stuff and the longer I've had them, the worse it gets and blah, blah, blah. Uh, it's funny that I get along with that engine so well, but I feel like there's a, you know, a freaking can of wrenches rotating around in the top end of a KTM four stroke. And it, that includes their their singles. Like my buddy's 350, just blah, 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 blah. blah, blah. I just, it bothers me. It, it just, it's a thing. It, it, it's absolute nonsense because they're phenomenal machines. I've told people that KTM 350 XCW is probably my favorite off-road dirt bike, four stroke. My buddy's 2012 is amazing and I love it. And I would, hell, if he'd give me the keys to it, I'll go race that damn thing. Um, it So on, on again, on paper, it makes perfect sense. Phenomenal machines. Lots of people will tell you that, you know, they love them or you'll get used to it or whatever. And they may be correct, but as far as I'm concerned, uh, it's it's been a we'll call it a deal breaker. The price is ultimately the deal breaker for me because I just don't have the cash to spend on it. But you know that 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 piece of it is a, what I know is it's a hang up for me, and it's all related to taste. Is that some people are going to say I only want a four cylinder, I only want a twin, I only want whatever that stuff you have you have hang ups in your taste. Uh, and then on the flip side, there are other things that just simply, you know, turn your gears or whatever. Um, and, and so I use that as another example. You know, Moto Guzzi V85 TT. Uh, I put that up in the uh, Instagram Battle of the Bikes, and I just kind of laughed because it just, it just got clobbered. Like, you know, people were just not into it. I don't know if that was because it's so uh, visually polarizing because of the color schemes that are on it. I don't know if that's because it's a Moto Guzzi and it's Italian and has a horrible reputation. I don't. I don't want to deal with. It. All I know is I went to test ride the thing. It's a brand new engine. It's an 850 transverse V-twin shaft drive, and I'm of course like, ooh, shaft drive and cruise control. And it's got a TFT dash, which I'm not really into because I'm a, again, it's a taste thing. I'm a bare bones person. Less is more for me. <clears throat> but you know that. You get on that bike and you know it's got that you know V twin exhaust note and the the bike like you know, you're sitting there at the stop sign and you're holding the brake in and the bike like shakes and when you twist the throttle because it's transverse it's kind of like the uh, the the BMW Boxer you kind of feel the bike like lurch to one side a little bit just because of all the rotating mass and whatnot and I mean, it just it's full of character and I'm like this is so quirky and cool. Uh, and then as soon as you, you know, let off the brakes and, and leave the stop sign, all of that stuff fades away and it's, you know, super smooth and, and the thing's an 850 and it's a lot peppier than my, my scrambler is. Um, so there's, there's no question that I'm like, this bike probably makes no sense. Uh, you know, and, and arguably my, my scrambler has the same front end suspension travel now as, as this thing does and it's paid for. Uh, but but hell for twelve grand or whatever it is, I'm like man, I could sport tour the shit out of this Moto Guzzi. Uh, we can make arguments about finding dealers and all that other good stuff. But anyway, it, that's the thing. It's just it, it grabs a hold of my soul, and I just it, you know lust after this this machine because of all this crazy quirkiness that I just it's, I find it irresistible. Uh, and it's so the last piece for me is also I despise paying more for stuff that I don't need let's let's put it that way I I am a build from the ground up kind of person rather than the you know I was prepared to pay ten but for eleven I got the extra thing that I wanted and I paid a little bit more but all this other cool stuff came with it Uh, to me that's the issue we have with like the car industry now that it's like well it's got you know, TVs behind the seats and, you know, uh, electric air, I I don't know, just all the crazy gadgetry that is now on motorcycles, TFT dash, uh, you know, and 8 billion rider modes and completely customizable X, Y, and Z, and I'm like, you know, that stuff has existed for many years now and it's in other bikes, Triumph Tiger 800 XCX. in you know the the car industry has some of this stuff already and has had a lot of this stuff for years like adaptive cruise control I find that to be the most hilarious one that's a podcast in itself uh, it, you know like well here's all this stuff and so we raised the price for two thousand dollars I'm like I just want a cruise control I mean Harley Davidson has had cruise control since carburetors like this this doesn't make any sense at all uh, and that that's that's my beef it's, some people see that as. They got extra stuff for the price they were prepared to pay. I see it as, uh, could I pay less if we didn't include those things? Again, this is a podcast in itself. We could start having an argument about, you know, well, what it costs, and, you know, you can't have this without this, and blah, 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 and throttle by wire, and, and I understand all of that stuff. It, it's, a like I said, it's a taste thing. You know, it, for me, finding a piece of shit sportster that has a solid engine and you know and and spoke front wheels even if they're rusted for two grand is a deal because what I could you know go buy in parts to beef up suspension and all that other good stuff I could build an adventure bike for less than what it costs to go out and buy a new one that that that's taste <laughs> like I'm not saying it makes any damn sense at all and it means that you know you like to wrench on stuff that's that's part of it I I like turning my own wrenches uh, I would always rather ride than wrench on a bike but you know sometimes you can save a few bucks you can get exactly what you want you know that nobody's messed things up blah 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 so all of this is part of it which is related to is it easy to work on is I mean, my, my Honda CRF250L is a turd among 250 dirt bikes. But there are certain things about what Honda has done to that bike that I'm like, oh my god, this is, this is so much easier to work on. You know, it's, it's head and shoulders easier to work on than my, my Scrambler is. And it, there are a lot of things that, despite how easy my Husky is to work on because it's a KTM product, you know, there's there's certain things on the KTM that I'm like, yeah, you can tell these guys make dirt bikes. This this one's easier, but there are other things on the Honda that I'm like, nah, Honda, the Honda system is still is still way easier than the other dirt bike. But and that, and that's the piece of it to me that I'm I'm going to forgive incredible deficiencies in performance uh, because something is simpler to work on. It, you know, the the scrambler is air cooled. Dual overhead cam, which is a pain in the ass, but for those that are, like, into adjusting cams and whatnot, the Scrambler has a common gear that runs off the timing chain, so you never have to take the timing chain off. I can take the cams out and never screw with the timing chain. You know, for folks that have done valves, they're probably like, well, the timing chain's not that big a deal once you've done it. And yes, I understand that. But not messing with it at all is amazing. (laughs) So, but anyway, like I said, this is who I am and this is the taste that I have. The premise of all this is when anyone gets in a debate about, well, what's the best bike? And, God, this ruffles my feathers so bad. Somebody's like, I'm thinking about buying bike whatever. Or, I'm thinking about buying this bike versus this bike. Right now, the T7 versus the 790 is is a big argument. Someone posts something on some Facebook group somewhere, and then there's like nine pictures from nine different people Uh, you know, well I bought the 790 and I bought the T7 and this is the best bike and blah, 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 blah and it's like, well he didn't ask to see your pictures Um, he's kind of trying to make up his mind based on some sort of logical context and whatnot and everybody's just talking about how they got this and then obviously there's always somebody out in left field that's like you should buy the Tiger 1200, it's the best bike ever and it's just it's one of those things that it drives me up the wall, and I foolishly, because you know it's the internet and I'm dumb and I'm still playing this game, I'm usually like, well, where do you want to ride it? Where are you ride now? What bike are you ride now? What is that bike not doing that your bike used to, you know, that you want to do? Where, where do you see yourself going? What I love asking people is, well, who do you ride with now? Uh, because, for some reason, who you ride with has this weird influence on what taste of motorcycle you want. And I had a friend that rode a Honda, and I'm pretty confident he said, I'm never going to buy a Harley. A couple of years went by, rode with a bunch of Harley guys, and then he bought a Harley. It was the strangest thing. It just, it, it's just one of those like, pieces of taste that you don't understand that... There are people out there that'll be the odd man out, but it's odd how many people are very influenced by the kind of bikes that their friends have. Uh, you know, they've decided that that's the bike that they need to get. Anyway, but I, I like asking questions like what, what is it about the bike you have that you love? What is it about the bike that you currently don't like? Because I'm sitting here trying to, to steer a person into answering some of their own questions... Uh, and that's why I'm doing this podcast to begin with, because we we all have this taste. And the more people I talk to and the more I see these silly things on forums, the more that I realize that most of us don't actually know what it is. And, and for some people, you know, like me, it's character. It's it's that simple. It, there's that motorcycles are like personified machines to me I mean all my bikes have names there's something different that each of them have that I like about it Um, you know underdog bikes have a a habit of really grabbing a hold of me and as I said if a bike has character it's hard for me not to like it I mean we could talk about Harley Davidson's being turd street bikes and I go I don't know man they have a lot of character it's it's hard to really turn that down Uh, for other people i mean i'm going to grossly stereotype but there's all kinds of you know asphalt junkies that want to run up and scream up and down the highway at 100 miles an hour and whatever and it's like there's only so many bikes that they have to choose from and do that that they like sport bikes and they like going fast and they don't give a shit that if it's not comfortable and all this other stuff and 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 that's the thing and i don't know a whole lot of those people so i can't speak to them uh but you know to some degree there's there's like ultra utilitarian people i mean there's people out there whose taste is going to be they you know they want a, a honda 250 and they commute to work on a a, a super cub uh, you know that's it's, it's, it, that's a taste thing i to some to people it's it's a brand that you know that brand is taking care of them and they're like ultra brand loyal so when it comes time i mean this is harley people again like comes time to buy another bike they're just going to buy another harley or bmw or ktm or whatever it happens to be Uh, For some people, you know, sport touring and to some degree the iron butt folks that I rub elbows with, you know, it's going to be, you know, maintenance intervals and how reliable is it? What's the, you know, ease of ownership, which is, that's a hallmark for me too. Like, you know, is it going to cost an arm and a leg to fix this thing every time I I have to, you know, take it in for service or I got to get parts and do it myself and that kind of stuff. There are just so many flavors of priorities that, make the bike the one that you want, that if you're getting into this and you're trying to decide what is the next machine that you wanna take home or trade or all this other stuff, I think you're gonna be more well-served asking yourself, what is it about the bike right now that I love? What is it about the bike right now that I feel like it's lacking? Like I wanna ride more dirt, I wanna ride more highway, um, I feel like this thing needs a little bit more power because it's not convenient, you know, passing in traffic, or I don't like it. My 250, I don't like riding it on the highway because it's, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to pass people. It's lightweight and it's almost at maximum RPMs. Uh, you know, what, what, what is it about the machine that I want to change or that it's a different segment of riding that I want to do um, and it, it, is another good example and i learned it from a friend of mine who has you know he's got like a fleet of different motorcycles and when he's looking at bikes he always takes in consideration what which machines he currently has and unless he's completely grabbed by a deal he can't turn down or a machine that just is really quirky and weird and grabs a hold of him he likes to slot bikes in between things that are like different you know i i have three you know, on-road, off-road bikes, so to speak. You know, one of them's a race bike, frankly, with a plate. But in and, and each of them, is a different thing. Like, I have a high-performance off-road machine. I have an absolutely do-anything dual-sport machine, but it'll also go way into the woods. Uh, and then I have a, a street bike that is a load of character, but has done, you know, iron butt rides and, you know, can get pretty deep in the mud if it needs to and whatnot. And that, you know, that they're, they're different enough but all of them still reflect my taste and so it's like well if you want a you want a dirt bike and a sport touring bike, it doesn't really get that much further apart versus like a you know a GXSR one thousand and a and a you know two stroke off road only race bike or whatever. So you have to think about the the shades, and, and and I think the biggest issue is I've run into you know friends who've bought like big touring bikes and whatnot, and had plans to tour, and life changes, and that's one of the reasons why I'm doing the podcast the way I'm doing it now. Life changes, uh, and and you never do that, and and it's you know it's disappointing, and they had the right intentions, but there's all kinds of people that have bought motorcycles with the intentions to do whatever, um, and some folks are not honest with themselves about you know how realistic is it really when you when you buy a big touring bagger and it's to actually do touring and not because you just like baggers that you know are you really getting your money's worth or could you have had you know two bikes that did more of the kind of riding that you currently like to do Uh, be honest with yourself about what you want to do and that helps drive you into uh, better choices or to me like I said to avoid that buyer's remorse or the having the hard time selling the bike or regret of selling the bike because you realize that's something that just doesn't fit where you're at in your lifestyle right now um, and like I said knowing knowing what you like about the old one helps you figure out what your personal taste is so that you can start to look at well, what type of writing do I want to do what's my budget and what are the things that I love so much about these other machines so I can go start looking for a new machine that that has you know similar pieces of this and, and like I said there's there's uh, Different strokes are different folks. Like I said, I'm super pragmatic about this. I fall in love with the machine, but I, you know, I I hate buyer's remorse, so I I do a ton of research, and that's part of the reason, besides finances, why I haven't gone through a million bikes already. But, you know, there's, there's a, you know, a archetype of people that are going to flip bikes all the time because they're never happy. People are going to flip bikes all the time because they want to experience all the different motorcycles. There are people that, you know, can afford to do that stuff and it's no big deal. You know, there are people that are, they're project people. You know, that their taste is that they like making the thing. You know, they have this picture in their mind and they want to build it and make it. To some degree, my scrambler is that thing and you know they're gonna you know buy parts and bolt things on and you know these are people from average Joes to custom builders and then once they've you know bolted on the last part and rode it for a few months and enjoyed it all of a sudden they realize they're falling out of love with the machine and what they don't realize is that their taste is the project they're in love with the idea of having a project bike that could be you maybe that's it is that you're always lusting after the next bike because you've done all the stuff that you're willing to pay for on the existing bike, and you're just not in love with it anymore. And I mean, like I said, that that that's a an archetype. Um. But at, at any rate, I'm, I'm hoping this, this helps people. That I, I noticed the other day when I was I was chit-chatting back and forth with the Dirt Bike channel, and then I had already noticed in previous days that I get a lot of comments on my CRF250L long-term review. And the comments are not like, I'm thinking about buying this bike. It's no, I pick my bike up tomorrow, and then they watch that video. And people are literally like justifying their choices after the fact and I laughed as I realized I did the exact same thing after I bought my Speedmaster, All of a sudden I was watching all these videos about the bike and I'm like this is silly This is the strangest thing and it, like I said, I'm I am equally guilty of this Why are we going out and buying a bike and then after the fact like? Justifying it and it, it just doesn't make sense to me and that's when it started Backing into this piece, that it's like we've we've attached a lot of emotions to a machine that we've bought, and I'm going to say it's just a machine. Although I do fall in love with them and their character, and then I'm like, that's what it is. That there's there's a taste piece. That it's it's a it's a relationship with the machine. There's a thing about it that you absolutely love, and you have to figure out what that is. It might be looks. It might be the way that it feels. It might be the way that it does things. It's, you know, addicted to the, the power, you know, all that stuff. You've got to find out what that stuff is. And then you, I mean, we can cut, cut the shit here. We don't need to justify the choices to anybody other than yourself. So if you start figuring out what it is you love about the machine, then you start understanding what your taste is and it starts helping you find the right machine to do what you want to do and it's something that you fall in love with. And if you want to keep flipping bikes, hey, more power to you, but I know people that, that don't want the frustration as I don't want the frustration of buyer's remorse and, and all the financial haggling and all that other stuff Once you start to figure out what it is that you love about the machine. so at any rate uh, I actually I love doing this I love it when people send me a message and it says I'm thinking about this bike or that bike I, I like you know putting them you know letting them sit back on the couch and I'll sit here and scratch my notes and, and we start psychoanalyzing what it is that you like about motorcycles or whatever I'm into that so send me send me an email if uh, you're struggling with that and <laughs> you just want to talk shop Uh, moto at gmail.com and and i hope hope you guys enjoyed the podcast today you know hit me with any notes and comments about what's going on or tell me what your taste is i'd love to hear it and uh, we'll catch you guys down the road